Hey, good morning. This is Martin and Good Grief, 100 Days and Beyond. So we're into our fourth series now, and uh, I really have enjoyed the journey and the therapy of putting this uh, podcast together. This is a, a part of my creative journey, which I have really enjoyed doing, and um, it's combined with uh, a couple of other little creative projects that I also do. Uh, which are poems and stories, always ending in the last line using the word fuck, and um, a whole bunch of illustrations that I've now been combining with these stories and poems. And um, the theme of the um, project is uh, really the creative elements of grief. And so uh, for my own story, background, um, my son Buster passed away on the 1st of April 2020 and um, uh, April Fool's Day was always an unusual day at the best of times but now for us it's a bizarrely easy number to remember, an easy day to remember I should say and so um, we have uh, uh, gone through this journey now for over two years and um, <clears throat> a bit of a hell trip. And so my initial efforts were to um, try and switch my mind off from thinking. Uh, and I just started drawing and uh, that was quite therapeutic, pretty basic sort of drawings that I posted quite regularly. And I guess it was a, a way of um, projecting my grief. And I used Facebook uh, as, a, as a vehicle, I suppose, to, uh, to get it out there and then I uh, my son's friends were all on Instagram, so I set up an Instagram account called Grief by Martin. Posted them, and uh, a small bunch of people started to follow that. Um, and a little while ago, I was listening to Design Matters with Deborah Millman, and I heard someone talking about a 100-day uh, creative workshop, and that by doing something consecutively for 100 days, uh, amazing things happened. And what I do understand from a, uh, a, a neurology point of view is that when you do new things, uh, it creates new, new neural pathways. And um, I call this the happiness switch because I have been religiously doing creative things every day now for 100 days plus. And uh, my um, endorphins and my enthusiasm for new creative experiences has uh, increased so I'm feeling better in myself as a result my recovery from grief which continues to go back to day one where the tragedy is severe uh, my recovery is a lot quicker and by that it could be a week it could be two weeks rather than six months uh, it's hard to explain uh, the feeling when you fall in that black hole but uh, when you get out the other side there's a bit of euphoria as well because like anything when you're feeling good it's like at the end of being sick uh, you, you start to um, notice physically and mentally how well you're feeling in that recovery and I've just come through COVID and exactly the same thing uh, has happened what was kind of nice about COVID for me anyway was the ability to just sit still, not have to go to work. I did actually log in a little bit and do some online work, 
but um, mostly I sat and drew, played a bit of music, rested, and uh, it was kind of nice to focus on a drawing for seven or eight hours, for example, and uh, uh, you know, that sort of stuff was kind of really nice for me. Not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, definitely for me it was, uh, it was great. So I didn't waste the time. Anyway, that's just my journey. I'm not trying to uh, suggest that what I do in any way is what anyone else should be doing. I'm just giving you um, a bit of insight into my world and uh, I guess a bit about me come from a very average background. My back, my roots are in the UK, born in Essex, a place called Billericay. Uh, Andrew was born in Billericay and um, I um, have uh, lived in Perth for quite a long time, that's in Western Australia. Travelled in pursuit of uh, a football career which was um, great fun, not a great success compared to the superstars of today but it was my journey and I had a great time doing it and uh, woke up at the age of 23 wondering what to do so I um, went on a, a bit of a lost journey and uh, of uh, alcohol and abuse <laughs> and then uh, continued to flit around the planet uh, ended up in the UK again later in life and then uh, set up a design business with my good friend in England, Paul Aspel, who's become a bit of a lifetime buddy of mine and a real mentor when it comes to creative stuff. We're doing a few things together and he's inspiring me in so many ways. Um, his son, uh, Harvey, and his other son, Nathan, to a lesser extent, have uh, inspired me to get into these uh, poems and stories. So isn't it interesting that you open the door to a friendship and that connection continues and then uh, other things happen because of that relationship. And um, it's been a beautiful journey and there are many other friendships that I have that I'm equally proud of and uh, um, some that I just, you know, some people are there for a time uh, and you pass through and other people um, continue to appear in your life. The ones I like are the ones that are no demand on me and very lovely to see. And uh, when I see them, it's like I saw them yesterday. And uh, uh, I don't feel obliged in any way to have to do anything uh, in their company. Or they don't demand my time. We just appear in each other's lives. And I have that wonderful experience with many of the people in the music events that I'm involved with. So as part of my creative journey, I set up Scar and British Music Events some years ago. We launched uh, a multiple uh, band uh, festival and it was uh, predominantly targeting the Scar and British music subcultures, I guess from the 70s. 80s when ska, punk, modern music, all that was very new and uh, it was very different culturally for the youth, all trying to find their identities and uh, yeah there's um, been very little uh, cultural impact like that I think since 
where um, people's individuality just jumped out. Although I suppose maybe at the moment there's a probably a different uh, thing going on now with the youth trying to uh, identify themselves, and, and that's a totally different story than what I'm trying to tell. Um, so what have I uh, done? I've knocked out three seasons of this podcast now. Initially, it was just the journey of uh, grief and just giving you a bit of insight <coughs> into into it for our friends and um, people that come in contact with us, just to give you a bit of an idea of what it felt like. And I refer to the, um, the series, The Afterlife, as a great example for anyone that has been trying to uh, understand what it's like because uh, Ricky Gervais does an amazing job putting this show together and uh, perfectly uh, designed the script around loss and um, in that story he loses his wife, gives up, doesn't care about anything, no regard for anybody else and life has no regard for life and would call it a day tomorrow if it wasn't for his dog which he has to feed um, in my case I've got a daughter Millie I do have a dog but um, yeah and I also got surfing I um, put out a post a while ago about surfing or suicide because way back all I could do was paddle for the next wave there was always one more wave it seemed worth getting out there on the ocean and just paddling out, waiting for a wave. And when I was out there, just taking in the, the horizon and, you know, nature, I guess, and uh, just being in it, being part of it. And um, I guess a form of meditation. Now, I also have learned on the way about <coughs> whole brain living, Joe Bolte-Taylor. Uh, PhD, she's a neurologist, neuroscientist, I mean, and um, I read through her book the various um, characters in our brain, the right and left hemisphere, and where I can choose to sit in my mind to be in a happier, blissfuler place, which is the right hemisphere, and you get that by sitting in nature outside, by meditating, by praying, by consciously moving your thoughts to the right side of your brain, uh, and you can do it. I, I've been practicing it for now for some time, and I have tried this successfully with people that I'm in company with that I don't really enjoy their their space, and um, have actually ended up having a nice encounter and a nice experience with them. You know when. Jo Baldy-Taylor had a stroke. She lost the use of her left hemisphere. As it shut down, she identified different areas of her brain that ceased to operate. One of them was her understanding of herself. The other one was her memory of others. Her dislikes, her likes. She had no concept of anything other than her being part of the universe, bliss, euphoric, happy joy uh, she didn't even know where her body started and ended now if you try and imagine that that is 
I guess where you go when you meditate, when you pray, when you laugh, when you go into that crazy laugh where you can't stop, you're not really thinking, you're just in hysterics. That's just something that just dropped into my mind because it's very rare that that happens, but it's wonderful when it does. When you orgasm, you're not thinking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Pretty hard. When you catch a wave, you're not thinking. You're just in that moment. And I can tell you, I caught one yesterday. It was just beautiful. Just dropping down the face of that wave and just seeing that big shoulder line up. And just seeing that lip to bounce off, just waiting for me. To... And then I hit the bottom and then come back up again and it just kept peeling out. And I was not thinking of yesterday, all my worries, my fears, whether I can pay my bills, what I had to do at work. None of that was there. So I am very conscious of this and I'm reading a lot about it. There are loads of podcasts related to neuroscience, neurology, uh, mind living, um, brain science, uh, happiness, spirituality, you name it, they're everywhere. They are really everywhere. I, I have, I think I've got about 700 podcasts on my um, feed at the moment and uh, I've listened to a lot of those and there's a lot waiting for me and I get little tips every day so I'm force feeding myself and originally it was to turn off my mind that's why I started this journey it did, did take me quite a while to find the things that I'm now listening to I didn't have any plan I just was trying to uh, wipe my, my thinking out of the way and I just was really living other people's lives by listening to their stories and then typically what happens is you listen to someone's story and um, you get interested in it so you might do a search on them on podcast everyone's got a podcast at the moment it's brilliant or has been interviewed if anyone's written a book they've got on a, a bit of a um, um, well there would have been a book tour but now it's a podcast tour people getting on to them and, and interviewing about their books so you get it's a really great explanation so Joel Bol Jay Bolte Taylor you know there's she's on Oprah Winfrey's show I've heard her on multiple shows she's on TED uh, speaking of TED I'm listening to loads of TED talks at the moment and I'm also on them on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well so you can sit there and watch your shit TV or you can get on there and learn something or find something or see if there's something that triggers a spark. Now my interests at the moment are very different to what they would have been um, some time ago. Oh, I will tell you now, I'm in the transporter. I'm in the VW and I'm going surfing. And uh, so I have, uh, I'm just going over the uh, the estuary at Mandra, as I look to my left and right, it appears that there's not very much wind, blue skies, light clouds, and a glow. And the time is 8.58. This is my RDO, <laughs> my day off. It's Friday. Yesterday I had COVID and I was off sick. Now it's my day off. I did get a surfing in the afternoon just to... Um, clear out the cobwebs and today I hope I've got a bit more energy but uh, 
I've uh, got a clear free day today. I've got some work done this morning, which was kind of nice. And um, yeah, so there's so much out there. It's just whatever you're interested in. And uh, yeah, mix it up. I'm also uh, um, really conscious of connecting with people I, I, I haven't been, with the exception of doing these Facebook posts, these stories and poems, and my podcasts. Uh, interacting with people has been limited. So I'm making a point now of getting music that I like, that people send me or that I hear, that I search out, and then sharing it with, you know, I don't know, 50 or 60 people. So I, if you're listening to this and you're on my Facebook Messenger um, link, then you might get a, a Spotify uh, message from me with, a, with an album. Uh, I'm going to encourage people to do that. Send me your albums, and I'll have a listen to them. If I like them, I'll share them out, eh? Um, it's been a really lovely thing to get people's responses that they discover new music that I would have shared with them, and obviously it helps the artists as well, um, which has been brilliant, eh? Um, a bit of insight into things I'm learning at the moment. Your mind is so powerful. You tell it whatever you want. Um, you know, you can practice something in your mind. Your mind doesn't know whether you're practicing it for real or not. It's just your mind. It's just how it works. You can improve your fitness by training in your mind. You do repetitive things like my pop-ups or my surfing, for example, paddling for waves. They'll improve because I'm playing that out in my mind. There's loads of stories of sports stars that have played, you know, 18 holes of golf and then gone out there and considered every shot on the green before they went out there. When they went out there, they were able to make those shots confidently because they've done it so many times. I'm working on some scales at the moment, my music scales, and it dawned on me the other day that I could practice these without actually playing. I play a trumpet, of course, it'll annoy the shit out of the neighbours if I'm playing late at night. But I can lie there before I go to sleep and practice in my mind, can't I? I think I've used my mind a lot. Um, probably, I've used my imagination a lot. It's probably the best way to frame that. And what I'm doing at the moment, as a result of this. 100 day creative challenge which has just gone on and on is that I'm channeling new neural pathways new links in my brain new connections stimulating my motivation and enthusiasm to do other things which I'm just loving I, I um, seem to be able to write a, uh, a story or a poem about just about every fleeting thought that I that resonates with me and feels worthy of putting down and I've been sharing those and I'm now um, working on some of the old illustrations that I've done and using a digital uh, platform to uh, colour and improve the quality of the um, uh, of the images so that I might be able to put into some posters or into a book or something like that so I'm really excited, eh? And a lot of these um, 
podcasts I listen to. There's some of them I listen to are about high achievers, people in business that succeed, CEOs, you know, what do you call it, startups that sell for millions of dollars. That's not everybody's life. There's so many people out there like like me and some of you and we just have ordinary lives. They're great lives. You're not less. Don't tell yourself you're less. Stop comparing yourself to others. You know, self-esteem is comparing yourself to the next person. Typically, I have, in the past, compared my worst attributes to other people's best and then wonder why I think I'm a failure. You know, I remembered distinctly the negative things that people have said to me and my parents have said and, you know, my limitations have been highlighted a lot of times. Well, I have some really good strings to my bow. I've got a really positive outlook of life. I've got some beautiful friends that think I'm a nice guy and kind and generous. I've got a good work ethic. I'm effective. You know, these are all the things that I tell myself. I don't need somebody else to say that I'm less than, not making enough. That's just me letting that inner voice knock me down. And it does. And when I catch myself, I've got to have that other internal voice that go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're doing great. You're turning up. Um, turning up is winning. I didn't want to turn up to anything after Buster passed away. I was just over it. I'm sick and tired of going to work, struggling to make an average wage. But now I'm grateful that someone gives me a job that enables me to pay my bills. Somebody entrusted me with the opportunity to go to work And as a result of that, I've got a bit of self-worth. I quite like the people I work with. They've been very kind. And um, I'm just very grateful for the clean, happy life that I lead. I've got some beautiful people in my life and I'm just so thankful. So I want you to think of your life in a positive space as best as possible and be grateful for the people in your world. They care about you. They care about you a lot. And they want to see you do well. They want to see you smile. And be happy. Enjoy your day.